Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to the Wolverine Live. I'm John Borden here with my broadcasting partner, Tom Crawford. He of uh, all kinds of fame. Uh, obviously, he has his own podcasting <laughs> network. He's uh, an East Lansing uh resident so he understands what uh, goes on behind enemy lines uh right. he's on press pass with jack ebling he takes on rico beard and uh others on that show tom great to have you with us of course well my my greatest challenge lately is just handling all this sweet 16 sparty euphoria if you know what i mean i mean michigan had five in a row sweet 16s but uh Michigan State, now this is the second out of seven. But, um, yeah, it's a little overwhelming. So I, I'm in local media blackout. Uh, I don't look at local news, local sports. No, that goes that goes off until Michigan State goes off the bracket. <laughs> okay. Well, then let's start out with, the, with a prediction because uh, you heard it here first. Michigan State will be gone out of the NCAA tournament after its next game. I have watched Kansas State. I am very impressed with Kansas State. 
and Kansas <laughs> State is going to win that game. Okay. Uh, so you're <laughs> you're confident of that, Jay, but you said it with authority, with delivery, like you really know what you're talking about. So <laughs> Mark it down. Mark it okay. down. It's going you to know, happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's like this field is crazy. I mean, there's, you know, because of the transfer portal, we've t- everybody talks about this, and it's true. Um, and when I looked at that Kansas or that uh, Kentucky-Kansas State game and nine of ten starters were transfers, I go, okay, this is a reason there's so much balance in college basketball. And um, But I just, you know, there's probably 12 teams that could win it all. There's, uh, you know, for those fearing a Michigan State national title, um, brace yourself. <laughs> yeah, well – I don't think it's going to happen. I think the okay. run ends here. I okay. just that works. I, I love Kansas State and the way they run with the basketball. That point guard, the way that he moves. No, oh yeah. wow! Wow, I'm, I'm very impressed. I think uh, I think that KSU moves on, and it's not just because I have them in my bracket. Yeah. I, I I just uh, I, I was very impressed with the way they held off Kentucky, that uh, was playing really well in that particular game. All right, you're talking about the teams that have a chance to win this thing. There's one that we know does not. That would be Team Heartbreak, who finished its schedule with a 9-0 run against it in the final minute of play in the NIT. That would be the Michigan Wolverines. Tom Crawford, it just seemed like a kind of like a fitting ending for a team that just couldn't get it right very often at the end of games. Yeah, microcosm of the season, um, you know, seven times there's been an 80 percentile on, you know, on these betting sites of of closing up, you know, Michigan has an 80 percent chance of winning the game. And, you know, you're 38 minutes into the game, a couple of minutes to go, and all of a sudden that evaporates. And that's happened seven times. I think there's been 15, 16 of these games that are, Michigan's been in. It's been, uh, you know, at least two possession, no more, and they've they've won three of those fifteen or six. It's it's just nuts. The metrics are crazy, and that last, you know, was it a minute forty five? Was it a minute? It's just a blur right now. I'm watching this thing. I felt so bad for T. Will. He's a really good kid. I really like him, um, but he just looked. Had, he had an overwhelming moment, and and that does, you know, that is not excuse. I, I saw a lot of the. The, the you know this tweet war that went on with his dad and and justifiably angry with some fans um but i mean it's it's it was really really bad look to a to a bad look season of of missed opportunities you know it's not like michigan's horrible i mean they wouldn't be in these games if they were horrible right um and they've been winning mostly even with purdue uh, you know and and all these other teams and they've gotten a lot of splits with good teams in the big 10 however when you consistently lose the way they lose, you start to look at preparation, um, you know, basically fatigue, you know, mental fatigue. I mean, uh, you look at coaching, you look at the whole the whole gamut, poise, the whole – it's got to be fixed. Juwan said that. It's got to be fixed. This is a fork road. This is a Juwan Howard 2020 at Jim Harbaugh had, remember? Well, remember we were at that spot. This is Juwan's time now. And he can do it. He can do what Harbaugh did and, and turn this thing around. I, I truly believe that. Oh, there's no question about it. You look at Jim Harbaugh two years ago, and people were saying, yeah. okay, yeah. if he leaves, so what? You know, yeah. it's, yeah. and, and, you know, it, it, 
what a difference a year or two of great success can make. And I am, I have zero doubt that Jawan Howard can experience the same kind of success. He's had good years. He's, he's won the big 10. He's uh, he's made the sweet 16 and the vagaries of college basketball as it presently stands. We know how things can turn around. We know, margin for error i i do believe that uh, young uh, mr shannon who was supposed to be a wolverine ended up uh, uh playing for illinois i watched him in these uh tournament games you put him on this team and i think you go from an nit team to another sweet 16 team i mean oh. i i think that's the big, uh, how big a difference uh, a that first team all Big Ten player could could have made. Well, well, I'll go. Up, you know, there, that that's there's that variable, and there's a Frankie Collins variable. Okay, if Frankie Collins had came back, they would have been the NCAA tournament. There's so many of these woulda shoulda moments with with mm-hmm. single entities to it. You know what I mean? If Kobe Bufkin had uh, had played against Fandy, they would have won that game. I mean, they had one friggin' ball handler in that game. It was yeah. uh, McDaniel and exactly and, and 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 you know who's not who doesn't have a lot of vision you know he's not you know he's not very tall let's be real and he's a freshman and he's getting better and he's one of the, one of three or four guys that I really am happy will come back next year on this team okay he's one of them he's an interior reason another but I'm just thinking that when you have one ball handler uh, against that pressure I mean that's that you know that's just a uh, a train wreck waiting to happen. There's no doubt about it. And you lost Jalen Llewellyn early in the season. Now yep. he didn't get off to the greatest start, and people were wondering if, okay, w- will he be all that uh, they'd hoped he'd be, but he would be another ball handler in that situation. But sure. now, before we start to sound like, oh, man, if they'd have just caught another break or two. <laughs> we're not going to do that way. No, 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 because admit the fact that this was a team that uh, that did a lot of things wrong and didn't finish well and didn't, uh, despite uh, what what you would like to have had for this other player or that other player, I mean, it was fundamentally unsound in in the biggest moment of the year with everything on the line in the Big Ten tournament, and I, I just think that. Um, that's the that's the other end of it. There's there's the end of it where you have to get some things that you catch some breaks. Things go your way. You make the right decisions in who to bring in, get some guys to stay, get some guys to take the next step, all of that. But there's also that, okay, let's deal with the problems that really came to the surface in terms of, of how – you were not getting it done and why you weren't getting it done in clutch moments. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I talked about this last week. I'm not going to be repetitive too much on it. Uh, I, I, and I do become repetitive at things, <laughs> but it's like when I was sitting, we were sitting courtside and we, we saw the fundamentals. I talked about defensively, how Michigan gives ground defensively down in the post. So I didn't, it could be Hunter, it could be T will anybody else. I mean, they, they just, they, they look like they're, you know, they're digging in there, but they're, you know, all of a sudden the guy's like five feet from the basket. The other thing was offensively, 
you know, high ball screens are a huge part of Michigan's offense. It's a huge part of all offenses. You watch college basketball, it's guards coming off high ball screens, come up to the fours and the fives, come up and pick up there. And, it, you know, that, that starts the, the rhythm, if you will. And Michigan, when I saw them, they, they're just sloppy at that. I mean, they're, they're not good ball. They're not fundamentally sound all the time. And, and um, so that was glaring to me. But, you know, when I, when I think about Michigan, it, it, it's, it's just defensively, it's, it's perimeter shooting. I mean, if you, you know, if you could throw out a laundry list of what needs to be fixed, Next year, that's like a long shopping list. When I went to Meyer the other day, when I hadn't been in a while, it went like two pages. Okay, that's the thing. I, I thought this is like Michigan's basketball needs for next year, including the unforgiving lack of effort, concentration, uh, mental toughness in the second half of the Rutgers game in the Big Ten tournament. That one, that's the that's the center core of of disgruntlement from a fan's perspective or media, like I, I still can't get that half out of my mind. Yeah. Well, so where do they go from here? I mean, what, what are the, if you, if Tom Crawford was to fix the biggest one or two things in, uh, in the makeup and execution of this team from this year to the start of next year, what, uh, what levers would you flip? Well, Juwan said after in the presser that I saw after the Vandy game, I wasn't in Nashville. Um, I'm not sure how many media were, but I wasn't there. And um, it was about getting back to Ann Arbor, you know, a couple of days and reevaluate. I, I, I would have a team meeting like who's in and who's not in. I mean, you know, let's 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 be totally transparent with each other. And if you're interested, now maybe he does this. I don't know. Um, but if you're if you're if you're not in, you're not buying in, then you know. Welcome to the, you know, you know, don't let the door hit you in the butt. I mean, hit the portal. Okay. And, and Isaiah Barnes is obviously one in that category already. Find out who's coming back. This is, this is going to be a painstaking situation because you have a couple guys that are NBA draftable. If, if you know what I mean, and, and jet, jet Howard and, and Kobe Bufkin, I think jet is gone. Um, and I think that's what he wants. I think Kobe's probably in that 50-50. I hope he comes back. And I hope Hunter comes back. I hope Hunter doesn't leave it like this. Because part of me, you know, it's kind of like Hunter's kind of a, you know, on again, off again. Do I like this guy or don't I like from a fan's perspective? You know, and mm -hmm. yeah. I, there's a lot, there's a lot to like about Hunter Dickinson. I mean, people might roll their eyes when I say that, but I think there is. I I really, really think there is. And I like him to come back, to be honest with you. And if and then find and then hit that portal. You know, go shopping. Get that shopping list. You need a you need a four. You need a perimeter shooting. My God, John Perimeter shooting has been so lacking in this program the last couple of years. Go get some guys and knock it down. If Joey Baker comes back, which I think he might, maybe he is one of those shooters. I mean, it finally evolved at the end. And right. you got a decent point guard in Doug McDaniel, but you're gonna need more, you got you have to have more guard depth. I got the need list, the nice to have and needs to have. The, the needs to have list is is really long, not just yeah. nice to have list. <laughs> well, I think a, a premium for Juwan Howard would be to somehow convince Kobe Bufkin that yes. not only would this be your uh, team to run, team. Yes. but also this could be your chance to even better yourself 
with one more year and you would, uh, you would be that much more attractive to NBA teams. So, I mean, if he could pull off that daily double, then I think this team immediately is better going into next yeah, year. Yeah, now on that Kobe comment, um, because when I'm watching the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten tournament, uh, and I, I think of Jalen Pickett. I mean, he is a he is a uh, alpha dog leader of that team. Okay, and 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 it, it rev- and he's a transfer, so it's not like you got to be a four year guy. Okay, so who is the alpha dog leader on this? That's what they need on this team. You know, they need a Xavier Simpson. They need a Derek Walton. They don't have that. Can can Kobe, in your opinion, JB, be an alpha dog leader on this team? Well, I think he's got um, the aggressiveness in his game and seemingly the attitude to uh, to take charge. But I, I think he needs to become a little more confident, a little more forceful, a little more take charge. Yes. Hunter Dickinson is kind of the de facto leader, but again, you know, you, you he's not going to be the guy handling the ball at yes. the end of the games. He's not going to be the guy that runs the play that gets you, you know, he might be the guy that ha- ends up with the ball in his hands to, to take a close in shot at the end or, or, uh, but he's not creating Kobe could be. And yes. I just think that, uh, that's the next step for him. And and maybe Juwan Howard sells it as that. Okay, yeah. here's what you need to be. And I've been in the NBA. I They're going to look at you differently if they see that out of you in the coming year. That's true. That's a really good point. Yeah, I you know, I, I, I agree totally with you. So so what? If, I'm going to throw back this with, with Juwan Howard, okay? What is he – and then I'll chime in. I'll chime in, uh, you know, to uh, to answer as well. But what do you think he needs to do as a coach, JB, to 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 write the ship about his coaching ability and maybe even evaluating any staff changes you might think? What do you think about that? I, I think he could use a quicker hook at times. I think if you if you don't do something fundamentally on the court, okay. thank that, you, uh, is is obvious and blatant. Um, take a seat. Yeah, son. Yeah, take a son. Seat. <laughs> well, that's a generic term, of course. But uh, I'm. Uh, you've got to. Um, you want you want to be a player's coach, and you want to be you want to stress family. I get all that. Um, and you know what? Most Schembechler stressed uh, a, a family unit, and he loved his guys. And uh, but but. Boy, they they didn't like him uh, until later on, and you know, Juwan could use a little of that at this level, and uh, and maybe take a a harder edge um, with his own team. And you know, we don't see everything that goes on at practice and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but the things that uh, that you do see at times, it just you you have the sense that okay. You might take draw a tougher line and have people understand that they if they are you know at, at one point Juwan himself this season was saying uh, we're not getting the execution that we want they're not doing what we asked them to do okay well then um, what's your what's what's your next move what, yeah. 
do you have somebody that can come in and and uh, be that next option? And if you don't, then you have to uh, think about that when you make your shopping list, like you're talking about. Yeah, and, and on that shopping list, and, and and you know, let's let's be real. I mean, college basketball success is uh, a scorecard that occurs in March. It's called March Madness. And, you know, winning winning the conference is great and just getting that tournament. But these teams that succeed in March, in March Madness, those are the ones that grabs everybody. Those are the ones that get the success label um, more so than, you know, the ones that go like the Purdue. I mean, Purdue right now, I mean, that to me was – Probably the most humiliating loss that I and I've been following Purdue basketball since Rick Mount was playing. I mean, I don't remember a game that that there, especially after the third year of losing to a high double digit seed, uh, being eliminated. You know, you're talking about uh, you know North Texas and St. Peter's and and obviously FDU now. I mean, that's embarrassing. So, but what was their week now? I mean, they it's you know they don't they have the old style of basketball the big pivot man the seven foot four guy and guards that were freshmen mind you so give them but they're they're not speedy guys i mean i watched fau and fdu going at it and they're 94 feet up and down the court i mean it was making me dizzy watching that game and arkansas i mean they got i want I, you need to have guards that go downhill and attack and we do michigan's got a little bit of that in Doug McDaniel. He's not very tall, and he's one guy. And Kobe can be that way too. But you need forwards that can dribble, drive, penetrate, and 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 and, and fours and fives do that, and and guys that can handle the ball. These teams I'm watching succeed are everybody can handle the basketball. Everybody, every, and it's almost like there there's no guard, forward, center kind of positioning, pigeonholing. Everybody's moving around, and Michigan is lacking in that. And the Big Ten, for that matter, is lacking in that. And the team is still in it as three as a three guard offense is starting to. Who's got a cooking right now? Mm -hmm. And actually, when Malik call in there, they have four guys that can really handle the rock. That's why they're succeeding, and their defense is shoring up, like Tennessee's defense is shoring up, and Michigan's defense hasn't shored up pretty much all season long. So you said something that begs the question. And that is talking about Purdue and its complete lack of success in the NCAA tournament. Right. Would you, Tom Crawford, rather be the team that didn't make the tournament, that went to the NIT, or the team, the number one seed that became only the second team in NCAA tournament history to lose to a number 16? No, I, I, I'd still – take the humility i mean virginia handled that pretty well they went in the next year and they won the national championship right so i mean i you know it's, it's when i say it's humiliating to purdue i mean purdue is a when i think of purdue basketball i think of one of the blue bloods of the big 10 and i mean they're always in the hunt they've always been in the hunt purdue has mm -hmm. yeah. and i you know it's like I, you know, it, yeah, it's humiliating at the moment, but get, keep that string of NC2As going. Don't have NITs um, mingled in there or in like in Michigan's 14, 15 season, a 15, uh, you know, sub 500 team. You don't even go to any tournament. Don't have those. Eliminate those. You want to be in, you want to be in the big dance. Getting to the big dance is what it's all about. It's an event driven sport. And Michigan has got, you know, like, 
they got to prepare everything they do is how can we succeed in March? Because it was pretty nice getting out of the first weekend for Michigan these last, you know, five years, five, five times they've been in it. Yep, I mean, that's no cool doubt. stuff. And that gets that gets you the publicity. That gets portal kids watching you because during the season, it's just all, you know, it's, it's I'm not saying it's irrelevant, but it's all just white noise out there. Nobody's really focused on it until the tournament. And the type of energy that Tom Crawford brings gets you a lot as well, <laughs> which brings us to another what subject altogether. We were going right to uh, a, a little business here. We got to talk about vitamin energy and vitaminenergy.com uh, because uh, they do serve as a sponsor for these uh, Wolverine live broadcasts. A vitaminenergy.com fitness, energy, health, all in one convenient shop. Great tasting and energy for seven or more hours with no sugar crash because there's no sugar in it. It's non-GMO. It's kosher certified as well. The Burner Plus Energy and Performance Packed All-in-One, a thermogenic fat burner. Now, I tried the pomegranate uh, myself. I got the uh, thermogenic fat burner going in my own life. And I don't care. You're talking walking the golf course, keeping that alertness when you drive, you name it. You don't want drowsiness there, and you won't have it with vitamin energy. Just use the promo code Wolverine Bogo. That's B O G O, Wolverine Bogo at vitaminenergy.com. It's easy. Go to vitaminenergy.com, add an item to your cart, and get an item of equal or lesser value absolutely free. Give it a try, give it a shot, shake it and take it. Vitaminenergy.com. And again, that promo code Wolverine Bogo. B-O-G-O. And now we go to a different sport altogether, one that is still creating some excitement <laughs> around Michigan. That would be men's ice hockey. And uh, I'll tell you what, this, uh, this crew of Brandon Narado is, uh, is got it going. They win at number one seed. Minnesota, they uh, they captured the Big Ten championship in a real thriller, four to three, and now move on to the NCAA tournament, taking on Colgate in Allentown, PA. I was joking with uh, our mutual friend, Mr. Chris Ballas, uh, yesterday, and I said, "Look, here's all you got to know about this game: you cannot lose to a toothpaste." Yes. Does this mean they play Pepsodent or Crest in the uh, <laughs> You could have, you could build your whole bracket, but uh, <laughs> no, it, it's just they're playing good hockey right now. They're moving yeah. it up. They're uh, doing a lot of good things. Yeah, you know, I I follow hockey. Starting, you know, Michigan hockey. I mean, I'm so so you know I'm so you know obsessed with Michigan football, Michigan basketball, and but I, I follow hockey. It's Michigan, okay. It's my school, okay. So when we get into February, I start following, and if you notice. I think it's that second Michigan, you know, when Michigan uh, played Michigan State, uh, what what the first one was at Mon. I think they won that. And then they went down to um, Little Caesars and they and they won that game. And that's mm -hmm. that's where that um, Frank Nazer, that freshman, came in and had a big goal and and uh, he epitomizes this. What if I mean, obviously Adam Fantilli as well. Uh, how young this team, these contributors. Uh, Luke Hughes, all these guys are young. I, I saw a stat that close to 
of Michigan's oh. offense comes from freshmen and sophomores. So this, but this is the nature of college hockey, right? Or Michigan's formula, um, where they get great players and you know junior hockey fed, and and they you know they kind of morph together and get get well and uh, and, and they've been playing. They they're a hot team right now, and I like their chances. I'm not thrilled the idea that they're if they win, if they beat or Crest or Colgate, whatever, they uh, they play Penn State if Penn State survives. And now, you know, that's an Allentown. So is that a home home advantage? Well, it didn't matter when they played many, you know, Minnesota up on the big ice. They they won that game. So um, I, I'm happy with this hockey team. You know, they're due for a national championship, though, JB. 1998, that's a – was that 25 years ago? That yes, sir. I just uh, I, I just um, did a little piece for the Wolverine on that, and that was uh, Boston College at uh, yeah. at Boston. So yeah. there is precedent here. Yes, and that and two years prior in Cincinnati, they won the they won the national championship. I mean, so they had two in in the span of three years, and um, you know we we're a little spoiled there, and nothing happened. But it's so hard. It's, you know, like like I was saying about college basketball, it's so hard to have everything go together and, and then hockey being kind of a freakish sport, you know, the puck, goes, you know, the, these games are tight and the puck gets, you know, it's so hard to, you know, I mean, it can just deflect easily and the goalie gets, you know, messed up and all of a sudden you lose and they've lost some, they lost some heartbreakers uh, since that 98 one. Uh, but maybe this time is due, but they're a fun team to watch. And uh, what a win that was over Minnesota. That's the amazing, intense, aspect of I don't care if it's NHL playoff hockey if it's college playoff hockey I mean you it's just inches you hit the the outside of the post rather than the inside of the post and your season is over and it's it is just uh it is a very very intense I love to love to watch playoff hockey because you're selling out and everything is out there to be had we will watch carefully as uh, as we see Michigan try to stay alive and go on, and uh, we 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 want to wrap up this uh, this segment as we go um, with uh, with a, a sport that is a full six months away from actually playing a, a football game. But I'll tell you what, it's always always a hot topic. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about. This is oh, uh, yeah. oh, this Michigan oh, yeah. football. We've been hearing from some guys lately. I'll tell you what: Braden McGregor and uh, and Jalen Harrell and uh, JJ McCarthy just the other day. And I'll tell you what: this is. Uh, I think this is JJ's team. It's time for him to take over, to step up completely. Uh, you know, in some some respects, it was maybe still Blake Corum's team last year, but. I really think that uh, JJ has proven himself. He's now in a position to to fully step forward and uh, and be the face and be the leader of this team going into this year. Yeah, well, I mean, I watched the presser remotely, and um, you know, I had heard that he put on some beef. You know what I mean? And and that's great. Mm-hmm. Although you're 208 pounds now, or whatever he is, um, and because he's a lanky guy, but uh, you know what, he's put together and. He's going to need that durability, and we talked about that the last couple. We were balanced last week about there are going to be some games when that RPO, he's going to have to to keep it and and, and to get that critical third and fourth, third and six. 
He's got to use his legs, and there can be some punishing moments. Let's be real. And so, it's, the thicker he is, the better he is. But I'm I'm just super excited. You know, I, I you know when I'm bored, I, I go to the depth chart and look at all the players that are. The thing about when you look at Michigan's team, what jumps out at you is recognizable names that are in your mind, three deep, that have mm-hmm. played a lot of football, and they're yeah. third. On, you know, they're third string. I mean, they're they're when I say third string, they're still in the rotation, particularly on the defensive line. But you're seeing names that are like, wow, wow, that that you know, he's in the third tier right here. This is crazy. Or young guys that um that uh you know are 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 gonna be rotating in. So I'm super excited. I did like Ronnie Bell's comment. Speak going back to JJ for a second. JB, when um, I, on the pro day thing, he was talking about how well JB was throwing the ball. You know, kind of an unsolicited comment there, and that says a lot. You know, from Ronnie Bell, and uh, oh, yeah. I'm I'm super excited. No, no doubt about it. And excitement is the key word. I, I think it, I would call it a justified excitement at this point because of what Michigan has done the last two years, uh, but also because they have brimming confidence because of uh, finding the formula to beat Ohio State, which means you're going to win the Big Ten more years than not if you get that one thing done. And also the fact that despite all that, despite uh, two straight years of winning the Big Ten, two straight years of beating Ohio State convincingly, and two straight years of making a college football playoff appearance – you still have a very hungry team because they want to take yeah. the next step. All these guys, they're yep. saying, we want the natty. We want the mm-hmm. natty. I mean, let's mm-hmm. let's just say it the way it is. Donovan mm-hmm. Edwards, uh, I had a brief conversation with him lately, and, uh, and he uh, put it like this. We've won the Big Ten. We expect to win the Big Ten. We want that to be the standard. Uh, but you know what? Uh, that the next step is to to get it all. We felt yeah. like, and you'll hear this from all those guys. You you uh, we felt like we should have been in the national championship game this past year because you know you're you're in that game with TCU. You you didn't win the shootout. You made some big mistakes. Uh, they they feel like they can do better. They watched the other game, the other semifinal. They saw. Ohio State hang right till uh, till the right. end, Georgia, right. and all of a sudden, so they're so the Wolverines are watching the championship game, thinking, "Hey, we should not only be there, but mm-hmm. we should be going toe to toe with Georgia because the team that's uh, that's hanging in there with them, we handled." Yeah, yeah, no, you're exactly right, and um, you know, back to your point about talking about the natty, you know, and this this is a you know historically with Michigan football when there were mythical national championships. I mean, Bo Schembechler never talked about national championships. He diminished that thought because he just wanted to have his team focus on the Big Ten championship. If something happens down the line with a Rose Bowl win, which didn't happen very often, then, you know, then they'd grasp onto that. But it was never emphasized. But now then we went to the BCS, and then now we're in the CFP. Uh, Michigan slowly but surely – uh, just embracing the idea that and, and you know being transparent. This is what we want, 
And part of that is, is they're so good. And part of it is they have back-to-back years of CFP experience, back-to-back Big Ten championship game wins. After not never being in Indy for that before, look what look at the hurdles. Look at look at some of these rungs in the ladder they've cleared lately. It, it's amazing when you really think about it. Now, after Michigan lost to TCU, you know I couldn't even watch the Ohio State Georgia game. You know, I I I went for a walk. I didn't. I, I was on. I didn't try. I turned. It, I didn't even watch. Want to watch the game? You know, because I was so uh, disappointed. Let's just say with yeah. Michigan's turnovers and and how they lost that game to TCU. But I think they're going to learn from it. This is a very competitive team. I think we talked about last week also the coaching staff has been enhanced a little bit, fine-tuned, Partridge is back. Man, this is – I'm not trying to put too much expectation in my head or my heart or, you know, the media hype on this team or anything like that. But let's be real. Uh, that They, in my mind, they're at one one or one A as far as the favorite. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and uh, I, I think they, this is going to be a loaded team. I want to ask you a personnel-related question because I think it's going to be significant as we get closer to the season. Uh, mentioned Donovan Edwards. We know Blake Corum is uh, a back that piled up 1,400 yards and couldn't even go in the last couple of games. Um you you look at those guys and uh, they are uh, running back one A and running back one B. Uh, it it is um, we know neither one of them uh, was fully healthy for Ohio State, despite the fact that Donovan Edwards had one of the greatest games that uh, any running back for Michigan has ever had uh, against Colo- against Ohio State, and particularly in Columbus. The question here is, I mean, they're laying low for spring ball, but they're going to be ready to go. Michigan will have them ready to go in the season. What What is Tom Crawford's expectation for these guys being on the field at the same time? I talked to, uh, I talked to uh, a, a, another former Michigan great in the backfield, one Jamie Morris, who's been on the Wolverine Live with us. We'll get him on again. But uh, he's he's a strong advocate for these guys being on the field at the same time, eighty to eighty-five percent of the time. I don't wow. see it happening to that degree. But wow. but what about you? What how how would you uh, I guess uh, navigate between you know keeping these guys fresh and being able to give JJ McCarthy all the weapons that uh, he could possibly have on the field at one time? Uh, well, uh, well, first of all, it's a great question. <laughs> it's one that's going to be, you know, it's going to be thrown at, you know, spring practice or we're going to ask about it media days and a whole bit. But, um, I, you know, being in the field at the same time, I, you know, that's fine. You know, I mean, Michigan, in going back historically, but they, they had a guy named Rob Lytle and Harlan Huckleby who were two tailbacks. And so they moved Harlan or moved Rob Lytle to fullback. Okay, and 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 you know did a little alternation that way and put him in there, mixed and matched and, and things like that. Um, I just you know even though Blake Corum you know in the post game embraced the idea of the twenty six to thirty carry game and I get I get you know I get stronger I get better I love it blah 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 and he, and he was doing what he needed to do for his team but you know I, I would I would split it up a little bit in terms of that you know that tailback position. 
um, and then incorporate Donovan in in some type of uh, another another analogy with Glenn Dowdy and Billy Taylor. They moved Glenn Dowdy to a wing back, where they threw him the ball. He was a tailback, got him out there in the wing, and got him out in space. And I think Blake is the better running back between the tackles in terms of the in terms of consistent positive yards between the two. I mean, Donovan can break them. I mean, with that speed. Uh, and when those holes are open, both can burst through. But I mean, Blake is gonna Blake is a fall forward kind of guy, and um, so I would I would I would I would switch him off a little bit in that position, but also and that combo thing that Jamie Morris talked about, look, you know, split him out a little bit, um, flank him out, um, and so you can get him out in space. Which and we know how good a receiver Donovan Edwards is. He's terrific. Mm -hmm. He could be a wide receiver. He could be a Braylon Edwards kind of receiver. He really could. So that would be my suggestion. Uh, are you in agreement with that? Or where are you at with that, Tanner? I, I am very much in agreement with that. You have that versatility. You have uh, Donovan Edwards when uh, both hands are healthy, being able to be a very good uh, receiver, a very good uh, pass catcher. You could put him in the slot. You could put him different places. You can throw him the football. I mean, you could even split – uh, Blake Corum out at times and have Donovan Edwards lined up as your Good. as your tailback. There, there's a lot of versatility with those guys, but it would go back to, in my mind, the same thing that I talked about with J.J. McCarthy running the football, pick your spots, because you don't want to wear those guys out. You want to, don't want to risk you know, the, uh, the, them being injured for the big games. Pull that stuff out for, for the big games. And uh, when, when you're playing against the teams that you know you're going to crush, like a uh, second straight non-conference schedule that won't be appreciated by some, uh, including Tom Crawford, and I, I get that. But in those games, you can, you can really develop some talent. We're hearing a lot about Benjamin Hall, the, the freshman running back. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys that like the looks of him. Give him uh, some good run in some of these games. Seymour, C.J. Stokes. Well, yeah, C.J.'s got experience. Yeah, give him Absolutely. more. Give him more experience. And, and uh, really give, give these backs a break and save them for when you're really going to need them. And if you want to have those packages where Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, they're out on the field at the same time and stressing a defense, absolutely make it happen. So, you know, I think, I think you've got a, a really good take on it. My, my only add is make sure you pick your, your spots for all that stuff because you have the type of schedule that is going to allow for that. Yeah, and you're going to have, you know, you know, both of these kids got injured last year. Um, yeah. And you're going to have to build depth to almost assume that's going to happen again. Maybe it's one or two games or whatever, and it's not, you know, season ending like it was for Blake Corum. And, and, and I still think um, miles on the vehicle, miles on the car have a lot to do with that. I've talked mm -hmm. to a, a couple of former running backs here at Michigan State um, who went on and played in the NFL. And it was like I had too many carry. I had too many carries in college and it, it affected me. I mean, it's just like you only have so many. It's like when you buy a new car, the more miles you put on, the more bad things are going to happen, you know, sooner. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, uh, but it's, it's fun to have that. Those many uh, terrific tools in the toolbox. If you know what I mean. All right. Last thing before we go. Uh, it's also fun to hear 
Michigan talking about winning the Natty as opposed to uh, riding the ship and not finishing under 500 like we were here <laughs> in 2020. Yeah. Um, is but is it uh, is it too much too soon? How do you feel about that? Because you know it's it's a little bit odd to hear Michigan players talking about we want the national championship. That's what we're after, as opposed to you know let's let's take these uh, one at a time and we'll break it down. We'll do our best in the non conference and we'll build up to you know. Uh, the sort of talk that we was, uh, I, I think, encouraged by coaches in the past. I don't, I don't see any uh, discouraging of uh, of the highest goal talk. And you can like that, or you cannot. What, what's Tom Crawford think? Well, I mean, it's as a program, it hasn't happened, and you know, it was you know a mythical shared one in nineteen ninety seven with with Nebraska. You talk about, you know, we were talking about how long it's been since hockey at, at 25 years. It's 26 years since this this football program has won a national championship. And that's a long time. Um, and and I, you know, I think, you know, they've won Big Ten titles now. They've gotten the Michigan State or the, the Ohio State bugaboo conquered, and and hopefully they can, you know, win a back to back with Michigan State. And uh, but I, you know, they they actually can win a national championship and not win the Big Ten championship if Ohio State and Michigan both. End up and God, I don't want this to happen, but I don't, I'm not saying I want this to happen. But I mean, I mean, you know how Ohio State got in the in the playoff and they didn't win the Big Ten title. I mean, those two teams are that good; they yeah. really are. And yeah. Ohio State's gonna, you know, they're gonna come back with a vengeance. I know that game is in Ann Arbor, and they're good, but they're gonna be ready. And and you know, um, so Ryan Day's a good coach. So let's just let's just be realistic about it. So it's gonna be hard, but I, I have no problem with um, with saying we want to win a national championship because going the other way certainly hasn't worked the last 26 years. Just be flat out transparent about it. Say, well, we want it. Have that mindset. What are you doing today to win a national championship? It's just like with Ohio state. Remember the mantra over at, at, at the Glick building. What, what are you doing today to beat Ohio state? Whatever. What are you doing today? Oh, those 120, 130 kids to win a national championship. And maybe that's a good creed to, you know, circle the wagons around. All right. Uh, we'll leave you with some uh, reminder predictions and some new predictions uh, for Michigan, Ohio State. Next November, 50 percent chance of snow flurries on the day, 60 percent chance that Michigan wins the game and 75 percent chance that KSU ends Michigan State's basketball wow. season. Wow. In the next game, uh, remember, folks, uh, go to vi vitaminenergy.com, buy one, get one free using the code Wolverine Bogo. Tom Crawford, it's been great talking with you this evening, and uh, let's uh, let's do it again real soon. Yeah, and I like all those predictions, JB. So keep them coming. You know, it's always a pleasure to be on with you. Until next time, JB. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three 
and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.